Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we are back with another edition of Chew on This. Kevon, how are you? Teresa, I am doing well. Happy 2023 to you, my friend. Yes, happy 2023 to you. I am so glad 2022 is kaput, gone, out of here. So, but that's another conversation because we're going to, we're going to talk about that on another episode. We are. Get ready. Yeah. So I hope everybody had a great new year and ringing it in well. I hope that you're not buried under snow, people out there, because it is that time of the year, right? It is that time of year. And you, and you know, I can see you as we record this. You had a little gleam in your eye whenever you said that, too. So Yes, because we I don't want to deal with snow. And, and <laughs> as a matter of fact, having a son and a husband, I don't deal with snow, which is fantastic. See? Exactly. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Manual labor built right in there. It's fantastic. Yeah, I just look outside and go, oh, how pretty. Okay, who's going to the store? <laughs> chop, chop. Take care. <laughs> I love my boys. Alrighty, alrighty. So we have uh, two stories for you. One is uh, insurance related, a shocker. And shocker. the other one is, it's just something. You guys have to hold on for Kevin's story because it was, <laughs> it was one of those where he sent me the link and I just, my face made a face it doesn't usually do. Like I use muscles. I didn't, I don't normally. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go forward. Let me talk to you about the question two at Massachusetts, you know, that passed. Kevin, remember we talked about that and that is yep, about the, the dental loss ratio and how they're going to require dental carriers to disclose their basically disclose operating costs, right? So it was uh, on the ballot, not in legislation, which was very interesting. It was on the ballot and overwhelmingly the voters voted for it. And, you know, you and I talked about this. The, <laughs> the thing is when you put anything, on a, a poll, a question where it says, should insurance companies pay more? Of course, it's going to be an overwhelming yeah. yes. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't know how, if it got voted down, I would have thought, oh, wait, there's something going on here. Like, like, did, did Delta Dental man all the polls? Like, <laughs> that's what I would have thought. So, but as a result of question two, being passed in um, or going forward in Massachusetts, there are other states that have decided that they are going to move forward. And, and we predicted this, you and I, on the last last one. That, yep. You know, the, the map is there. You know, the roadmap is there. Um, all of the legislation written up already, just plug and play with your state name and, and any of the smaller regulations, push it through to the legislature, and hopefully it goes through. And And the one thing about these regulations is that when you get one state to do it. Um, the other states do look around to see, you know, do, does this happen in other states? What's the result in, in other states? And Massachusetts, a big one. Nevada has had it for a little bit. Um, I believe California has a looser version of it in place. This, I think, is a tipping point. I think you're going to see that in a lot more states. So the article that I'll link that I got all this from is Massachusetts could be the birthplace of a dental revolution. And here's why. There's not many times, Kevin, that you and I can say dental revolution. I mean, honestly. It's a good one, though. I like that. <laughs> I like that framework, for sure. Especially knowing it's Massachusetts. I mean, come on. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Go, go. I'm not going to say go Patriots. I might alienate some people, but, <laughs> but go Patriots, right? Cause, cause Massachusetts, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I see where you're going with that, but we did just lose our New York audience, am, but it's okay. You know, Ron so, Gronkowski yeah. is going to, Rob Gronkowski is going to be <laughs> sending us a message. Like, I can't believe you. Like, so, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I went, I went off the deep end there again. So Kevin, sorry about that. Uh, let's talk about the other states that are planning on doing this. So it looks like Connecticut is moving forward with that. Oklahoma, your, your state of, uh, you, you claim your state is Oklahoma, My right? Birth state. Boomer Sooner, absolutely. Yeah. So they are gearing up for their own bill and that would be the 85% loss ratio so they're gearing up on that. They actually were big in contributing to the Massachusetts campaign so they're very excited. And and I'll just read you the quote from the um Oklahoma's Dental Association's executive director, uh Lynn Means. She said the dentists in Oklahoma are thrilled about what happened in Massachusetts. It might be one of the most precedent-setting things to happen in dental benefits in decades. It is because Massachusetts was so successful that we feel confident about filing this bill. Filing bill means it's going to the legislature, which is the path that Mm -hmm. Massachusetts took. And again, if it doesn't pass the legislature, then it seems to me like if they have that provision, they'll go straight to the voters. So the roadmap is there. You know, they've they've done this. And the other state, Connecticut, is also pushing for it. She does expect resistance, the executive director, Kathleen Garrity of the Connecticut Dental Association, because, Kevin, did you know this? Her state is home to many of the biggest insurance companies, Connecticut. Very interesting. I knew the, I knew the Hartford was there, uh, but yeah. So here's the thing. Like, do you post up some guards at the Connecticut State Dental Association? I'm just kidding. It can get contentious. And here's what, uh, I guess if there's a prediction to be made here, um, this, if it spreads across the country, this is a very big expense that's going to be foisted onto the carriers. Does that look like Reduced reimbursement? Maybe. I don't know. Does it look like higher premiums? I think so. So there's just a lot. And and if you all want to hear what I thought would be results of this, you can go back and listen to the podcast episode we discussed. I'll link it in the show notes. But as we said, Kevin, they are going to move forward. Uh, Maine, you know, Maine was too late because their um, legislative uh, session has already passed, but they are going to um, go for it again uh, the next time around. So she said they're going to see what Massachusetts is doing. This is interesting. They're going to see what Massachusetts is doing because by the time they go forward to file, they'll at least see what some of the results are. That's their, their time period, which I think is smart. So we're going to need to see, does Maine decide to push through? And if for some reason Maine doesn't, you and I, that's a sign to us that it's not all rosy and we'll have to do some digging onto that because we are dental journalists, Kevin. We are. And we are going to be at the Yankee Dental Congress coming up at the end of this month. Yes. Which I'm very interested because obviously we're going to be right at the heart of all this. And you know, that's going to be a discussion topic. You know, and and you mentioned uh, Lynn Means and the Oklahoma Dental Association. I was lucky enough to speak there last year. Mm Mm-hmm. And one thing that I remember is that Delta Dental was a contributor to the Oklahoma Dental Association annual meeting. Mm. So if I, if I'm Delta Dental 
how do I feel now about all these state dental associations? Whenever they come to me and say, hey, do you want to sponsor a lunch at our meeting or anything else? I'd be like, you know, let's look at some legislation and see if, if what you think the answer is going to be to that. You know, it's it's so funny because, and you and I have talked about this. I don't know if the general provider office understands or realizes the dynamics at play you know, behind the scenes there. And why would you, you know, if you're not actually like talking to different people, if you're filing claims and dealing with patients, you wouldn't pick up on this. But there is a definite symbiosis between the two. Very good. Sometimes, you know, maybe one side would would consider it to be parasitic, but (laughs) symbiosis is really, I think, the better term. And correct me if you see, or if you have other observations about this, but it seems to me like the carriers and the ADA, they need each other, not just financially, but just, you know, for appearances sake, they do a lot together, you know, as far as coming up with best practices and guidelines, but it, there definitely is tension. There's definitely underlying tension. And this with this, especially, you know, being in contact with as many insurers as I am, this does not sit well with them that the ADA was so aggressive in supporting this. And the new ADA president, I guess, had some words that didn't sit well with a lot of carriers. You know, that being said, are we now entering into a time where the din from, from Dennis is like, they really are very unhappy with how the whole benefits situation is. I mean, do we, are we going into a contentious period between ADA and the carriers? I I mean, more contentious than usual. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say is that I think the contentious is going to be much more externally facing now because I think it's always been grumbling and it's kind of been that low murmur you hear. But now all of a sudden it's it's out for the world to see. Yeah. And so I do think that there's going to be a lot more public talk about this, public posturing about this by both sides. For sure. On why they're right and why, you know, I could see the carriers saying, here's why this shouldn't have been done. Here's what it's going to cost you, the public. You know, I, I can absolutely see that there being some spin being put on this by both sides, for sure. Yeah. The whole thing about uh, member associations and the benefits industry, it's its not just dental. Medical is the same way. American Hospital Association is, I think that's more contentious anyways. I mean, because reimbursements for hospitals are just a hot mess right now. And uh, But that's not dental at all. But I, I am curious how it's going to go with these other states. There's only so much lobbying to go around. So here's another thing. The budgets, you know, for lots of these associations or for these carriers, you know, it's set usually by fourth quarter of this year, right? If these legislations get proposed, they're the lobbying money that they're going to have to spend oh, yeah. that maybe wasn't account, you know, wasn't budgeted for. Now they got to come up with more budgeting money. And now the ADA, how many times can they go to the membership? you know, 49 states left. Right. How many times can they go to the membership and say, okay, Oklahoma needs your help. Okay. North Dakota needs your help. How many times are going to do that? Are ADA members expected to donate more? You know, and you and I have talked about this on past podcasts. Look at the membership in the ADA, the ADHA, the ADAA. Organized dentistry is facing a real crossroads right now with this next generation that doesn't see the value in it. Why would I be a member of this association or this organization? Well, this is a chance for the Massachusetts Dental Society, for the Oklahoma Dental Association, for the American Dental Association to say, here's why. We're fighting for you. So I don't really look at this as a way that they're trying to 
help their members, but I also see it as a recruiting tool almost, saying, join us in this fight. Uh, so I, I'm going to be real surprised if that doesn't come out uh, soon as well from all these organizations. Well, they just voted. I think they just voted to raise dues again, the ADA. That would not surprise me. What I have always been surprised with is the ADA will not take dues money from team members. And I know, yeah. I know that there's all sorts of legacy thoughts on that. And from what I've been told by staff at ADA is that it comes up all the time to create a membership category for mm-hmm. staff. And every time it's like, what? Why? Why not? And that's why ADOM fills such a huge void. But ADOM is not, it's not a lobbying organization. It's not a, it's a membership, but it's not a membership advocacy organization, right? But you add on dues and you automatically increase the number of people that you're representing. Volume goes up for, for premiums or not premiums for membership dues. I don't, I'm not sure why they do that. Do you have any insight into why we wouldn't be accepted as members? I, I don't, other than I think that, you know, you said there's still some prevailing thoughts in there about the line being drawn between the dentist and the team. And the dentist goes over here so that he or she can feel comfortable talking about things in a purely dentist setting. Whereas I know, you know, and you know from speaking to team members, they feel a lot more comfortable when the dentist is in the room sometimes. Sure. Talking about things as well. Sure. So so I I get why. But I also think that in this age, especially with what the ADA Health Policy Institute is doing, with a lot of the research that the ADA is doing that sometimes is behind a paywall, that if you're looking at what team members could gain, especially I'm thinking front office, uh, you know, I'm thinking how many of those uh, you know charts and notes and graphs about what's going on, that would be huge for the team to be able to access, but they often have to go to their doctor and say, can I get your ADA number so that I can get into this? <laughs> yeah, you're like Oliver Twist, like holding up a bulb. Please, may I have <laughs> your that? password, please? <laughs> so, And then uh, people are like, Oliver Twist, what's that? I know. See, we keep putting out all these references. So, <laughs> I just want to say one real quick. You've dropped Symbiosis and Oliver Twist in the same podcast. So you are elevating the learning that is going on. And, and I thank you for that. You are... Dang right. <laughs> I was going to say the other word, but then I thought, oh, I would, then I have to classify our rating as something different. See, don't need that. But you know, our our mascot word is salacious. As well it should be. That's a good word, right? <laughs> that is. There's a lot of syllables going on there. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> All right. So I will say that uh, ADA, I think, I think you're being a little short-sighted. You know, I say this with love because I work with the ADA, but I... I don't know why you're not taking dollars from team members. I don't know. I would beef up that side of it. But at any rate, we can talk about the DSOs on another podcast. But for sure, that's a big nut that they have to crack. And they're not cracking it. They are not cracking it. So we can definitely talk about that. Ah, speaking of cracking. crack a lack you have You have a story that, you know, could have been cracking. Oh, it's disgusting. Let me just let you take it. <laughs> it is. I got to be honest with you. When I saw it, the first thing I thought is, ooh, and then I went, oh. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> all that. So let's go to the friendly skies. Somewhere over Europe. How about that? Oh, so we're going international again. This is great. We are going international. Nice. Absolutely. And we are going on to our friends at British Airways, which luckily uh, have not flown them lately. And after they hear this, they may not want me to. But... British Airways, a passenger was on the way from London 
to the UAE, headed to Dubai, and got her meal served to her. Uh, you know, sitting there, and and I've I've flown internationally. You look forward to that little meal. It's yeah. usually a little something just to get you through till you till you get to your destination. Well, it's much better than the domestic meals that you may get. Oh. Like they seem to make it like a little bit more like presentation. And if you're going to the UAE, it's got to look good because the UAE is one of those like it's a very rich country. It is. And, you know, and so there's, there's a little higher, higher price up there. And maybe that's why the airline thought, well, let's slip in a little surprise to this lovely lady who is flying because we're going to wrap up something special in a napkin and put it on her tray whenever we hand it to her. Ooh, so exciting. Isn't that exciting? Wouldn't you be excited to open this napkin and see what's inside? I'm so disgusted. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, she she was until she opened it and found inside a dental implant. Mm. Now, this is a problem because, of course, she took a picture of it <laughs> and immediately went to social media to say, I, and I'll paraphrase here for her, what the heck is going on here? Yes, please keep it family friendly, Kevin. Yes, we will not check that box here. <laughs> uh, this was on October 25th. On December 3rd, she still had not heard from uh, British Airways about this dental implant that was wrapped in a napkin and presented on her tray, which, by the way, we have a picture of that we will put in the link to the show notes so you can see it yourself. Can't wait to share that. Can't wait. Oh. (laughs) The thing that I kind of chuckled about is that this lady had to say, by the way, this isn't mine. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like she was sitting there and all of a sudden her implant fell out. No, this is somebody else's from somewhere else. British Airways has responded to at least, oh my gosh, let's see what's going on here. But we don't have the end of the story just yet. Uh, That's a problem on so many levels. It's a problem. uh, So so the picture, so in case some of you are like, I'm not clicking on that picture. So I'll just tell you, it is as disgusting as it sounds, but it's not just the implant. It's the implant and the implant crown. Somebody's missing a, a big piece of equipment in their mouth. <laughs> so, so it popped out. It looks like it's a, a molar and, uh, it's, it's pretty big tooth and it's sitting there and in all its glory. So if it was first class, Kevin, was it a, was it a titanium biohorizons or Nobel, Nobel biocare? Or if it was in coach, was it just like Acme dental implant? What do you think? I think that it's it's a lovely set off in this picture between the broccoli and the rice that are also on her tray, you know. So I'm thinking, do you save that for dessert? You know, is that is that the your your appetizer or your dessert? That's where I keep going back. And forth. So I remember one time I had a burger and there was a paper clip in the burger. Oh, I think I showed. I think I talked to you about that. This is years and yeah, years ago, and yeah. I was like, okay, I need iron, but not that much iron, right? Yep. They apologized. It was in a restaurant. They apologized and everything was free and, you know, like I'm going to eat anything else there. Right. So paperclip, I think all of us at one time or another have found hair somewhere in a meal, right? I think that's pretty much like, that's just a human thing. This is very different. And it is. But the thing is, it's in a napkin. So it it probably fell out. So some poor guy or, or lady lost their implant. They wrapped it in a napkin, which indicates they'd like to save it because they probably were planning to have it repaired right so probably a smart call yeah they put it on the side so was it 
food preparer staff that just had it on the side and then they prepared it and there it goes? Or is it the flight attendant who now is like, well, now I can't say anything because, you know, like, that's terrible. I got to pretend. Yeah, that's my thought is that one of the flight attendants had a little uh, dental issue on the flight. It's like, I'll just save this till we get to, to Dubai. Well, surprise. Yeah. And you can't go, um, I'll take that off your hands for you. you can't oh, do that. here. Let me take that now. And then you shove it in your pocket. She goes, aha. So not only do you lose the implant out of your mouth. So literally the implant fell out of your head, (laughs) right? So you lose that and then you can't even take it back to have it reused, which you probably wouldn't anyways. But it's disgusting. British Airways should be like totally making it up to her. Like, oh, I, yeah. Serious outreach on this. And I, I don't blame her for going to social media. I mean, you and I would have done the same thing because it's outrageous. Oh, it absolutely is. And, you know, and of course, the comments, of course, under the photo are fantastic as well. I, I assure you, if you're looking for a rabbit hole to go down, <laughs> just click on the tweet and read some of the comments underneath. And you'll see the people who have never seen a dental implant before trying to figure out exactly what it is. It's just chef's kiss. Just beautiful. So marketing tip for any implant company out there after you confirm that it is not your implant, you say, <laughs> this would never happen with ours. That's what exactly. you say. You turn that oh, into, that's where I use you that. turn that into, you know, our, you won't find ours in a tray. <laughs> you know, just feel free to reach out to, well, we're probably going to butcher Gada El Haas, mm-hmm. uh, the lady who posted this on Twitter. Reach out and say, you know what? Would you like to be our next spokesperson or something? I don't know. Exactly. If I were going to get an implant, I'm not going with this company. That's what she would say. She'd hold it up. This is not the company to go for. So. And then she'd just eat her broccoli and just say, you know, I'm, I got it. I got a girl's got to eat. I mean, come on. It's a long flight. I got to eat. Just move the implant out of the way and keep going. You know, if anything's going to come out of someone's mouth and it land on my tray, at least have some gold in it. Like, to make it you worthwhile. Know, you know, don't give me... I mean, titanium, it's not going to... I need some gold. But it's wrapped in a napkin, so therefore I think it's insulated from the rest of the food, right? I mean, would you eat the meal? Oh, no. Really? I don't think I'm eating anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, that's... No, that's, I would not eat the meal. And and especially the meal that you sent me the picture of. I mean, let me take a look at this sucker again. I don't think it was very impressive. I mean, I would skip around the broccoli, obviously. Hello. But, uh, you know, the rice. No, I don't see myself eating. No. 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 <laughs> well, Mm-mm. I'm glad we had this talk. I mean, that's that's good to know because now we know that I'm the guy who, who would eat. Do you see the pus on my face here? Like the, ooh, like this face? Ooh. Well, I, d- I do. This, is, dear listeners, the kind of face I'm making right now is the kind of, it's hard to unravel. Yes, it's that, that like disgust face and then like when you try to smile after that it, you turn out looking like you're a horror villain or something so I, uh, see see uh, that's just not good i i am hopeful that this never happens to anybody else and i hope that whoever lost that implant is getting it fixed and is gonna say not that kind not that one nope <laughs> Okay, so so you shared the paperclip story, so I think we've got to hear from listeners about their worst food uh, moment at some point. Oh, yes, I would like to know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be dental related. No, absolutely. So I will share that the one that creeped me out the most, uh, I I have an irrational 
fear of buzzy things like yellow jackets and bees and wasps. I'm not not a big fan. If really? You fly and stay. Fly and sting, not a fan of yours. Okay, oh. I'm just going to tell you. So, so Muhammad Ali is out. You're not a Muhammad Ali fan. Oh, look at you. Yes, because he, he buzzes and stings like a butterfly. So what is he? <laughs> a fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, right? Sting like a bee. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I I refuse to even acknowledge he's a boxer. Just, you know, for that reason. No, anyway. Rip. <laughs> so, I, I, get the, I get the applesauce out of the fridge. And I pour me a little bowl, and I'm eating the applesauce until I hit something in there. Oh, no. And there's a full-blown full yellow jacket. Oh, no. Yeah. And so then I'm like, did I just eat part? Yeah, so yes. Was, I, yes, I, you did. Yeah. Yes. So now I, it's hard for me to eat applesauce anymore, just for that reason. Applesauce with essence of wasp. <laughs> so, yeah, not a fan. I can't write a marketing campaign for that. That's not going to happen. No. No, that's an issue. <laughs> I can't even imagine. So I, I am body parts need to stay with body part. It's a good rule of thumb. Right? Good rule I of think thumb. so. Is, yeah. Oh, dear <laughs> listeners, I hope this never happens to you, but we would love to hear about it if it does. So. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right, Kevin, I think uh, on that note, I'm going to, I don't know, I got to go look at puppies or something and cleanse my, my brain from that. Understood completely. You raised us up. I brought us down. It's been yet another podcast. So there you go. Look, that's how we're starting the new year off, right? Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dear listeners, as always, we always appreciate that you are spending your time with us. And we'll see you in the next episode. Later. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.